Welcome to the What If We Loved podcast with your hosts, Bruce and Shay Mason and Janie Hogan. In this podcast, we explore what the love of God the Father really looks like. We want to help you enter into a deeper experience of His love for you so you can better know who God is, who you are, and how to live a life in love every single day. Welcome, everybody, back to the What If We Loved podcast. How are you guys doing? It's Bruce and Shay and Janie. We're good. Happy New Year. Happy Happy New New Year, Year, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's funny, we haven't been actually at these mics since when? September? Yeah, I think early September. Or before. Yeah, I guess September. Well, we were trying to crank out a number of podcasts. (laughs) We saw a lot of these mics. Yeah. Bruce and I have been in New Zealand for three months. Yeah, we were at the Inheriting the Nations School, which is part of Father Heart Ministries. And it was, um, boy, it was an amazing time, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, boy, that is just one of our favorite places to be. It's, um, It's on Great Barrier Island, which is about 60 miles off the coast of Auckland. And it's just, it's heaven. We yeah, love it. it. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. You look it up on uh, um, Google it, and you'll be able to see how beautiful it is there. A little piece of paradise. Yeah, and the school was um, it's something they've been running for a while. Though they'd stopped for a few years because of COVID, they started up this year again, and gathers people from all over the world. So I can't remember how many nations we had represented. Seventeen, I think. Seventeen people from Asia, Europe, North America. Um, Australia, New Zealand, uh, yeah, I think four continents. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. So you got everybody coming there, and it's it's semi off the grid. So yeah, I didn't realize it was sixty miles away from. Yeah, like I thought it was just you know like just a little bit away, like a ferry. Well, I didn't it is a ferry, but that's a long ferry. Like <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty. Yeah, you can fly. There's little planes you can fly. It takes only half an hour from Auckland, but when you get there, it feels like you're you're really away. It's like stepping mm-hmm. back in time a lot. And this is the first year that really had significant internet connection, which was maybe not the best thing. In the <laughs> yeah. World. It, we kind of enjoyed when we were there in 2017 being a little more disconnected, but. But everybody gets together and the whole, the whole idea there is for people to, and people are coming from all kinds of places in their life. A lot of people who are in massive transition. Mm-hmm. That's part of what we're going to talk about today. But transition from one thing to the next. Some people who have been through really difficult times. Yeah, a lot, a lot of loss, or yeah. or some people who are just entering retirement and you know trying to figure out what that looks like. So this great group of people, everybody is ripe and primed for um, God to move powerfully and speak into their hearts in a big way. And this is all part of an encounter with the incredible love of the Father. Mm. And so it was, it was in that, it's almost like an incubator or being in a womb for those three months as God is working on people's hearts and people are walking through, well, you know, freak, freak outs maybe yeah. as they're being faced with things they haven't been faced with in a or, while. Or you know, wondering, you know, okay, well, I've done this for three months and I've really experienced God's, God's presence, but, you know, maybe, you know, some of them were going back to their same job, same yeah. old yeah. thing. And they're like, well, but what does the new normal look like going back? to that and I'm a different person. Just a lot of challenging things. Yeah. And when you have profound things that happen to you in life generally or in a spiritual walk in life, 
then it, it resets the ground a lot. And so you get to a place where you're like, well, okay, now that all this happened, or maybe you're not even fully realizing everything that's happened, but when you move from one place to the next, or maybe it's from one place back into an environment that you're previously familiar with, or that yeah. was your life, how do you bring that into your, yeah. your, your life as, as it's now was, but is now changed? Because even well. things like family relationships might look different. Yeah. Yeah. So we're personally, both of them used to be completely vulnerable that Shay and I are, are coming out of these three months with a lot having happened in us, you know, and maybe we can share a couple of those things just as. I mean, I think honestly, we're still processing. Yeah, that. we are. Like what does this new season look like? For me, I had, I had some very deep and personal, intimate encounters with Jesus in a way that, that I really haven't had in. A, well, in some ways ever, but in some ways in a long time. When I was a kid, I used to have dreams uh, and visions of Jesus. And I remember looking into his beautiful, loving, watery eyes, just glistening eyes. It's such a huge thing. And I found that when I was at INS, that Jesus was wanting to appear to me in that same way again. But I found myself mm -hmm. really struggling to look into his eyes. Which, which is something that I had as a kid. I was able to do it as a kid, but I wasn't really able to do that um, as he was asking me to, as a child, look into his eyes again. It's interesting because it's, I mean, I was thinking like looking right into Jesus's eyes mm -hmm. is, you know, that's something very intimate. And, very. and when we pray with people, you know, a lot of times when when Jesus reveals himself as we're praying, you say, mm -hmm. can, can you look at his face? And that's a thing that a lot of times people find hard it's so intimate like yeah oh i know he's there but no i can't i can't look into his eyes yeah but he wants us to you know and i would as, as i was walking on the road um this is amazing is it is off the grid it's just, it's a gravel road that comes down to the cove where this retreat center is it's called a rama uh take again google it pretty cool place and um as i was walking i felt jesus come and I can't say I saw him with my physical eyes, but he was as real as real as real could be. I may as well have been seeing with my physical eyes. And I just felt him stand in front of me and put his hands on my shoulders and just say, look at me. And I, as I said, I really struggled to look into his eyes. And I just asked him why, you know, why can't I look in, into your eyes? And, and he started to speak to my heart about, how as a young child, from a very early age, even though I could see him better then, I'd learned to um, just to, to guard myself and protect myself and not allow myself to be vulnerable. And particularly as I got older, those walls went up a lot more. So whatever access I was able, whatever I was able to do as a kid, I was no longer able to do as mm -hmm. an adult. And he just showered me with his love, and he showed me uh, those places in my heart and and. Um, it's really very healing. And now through that process, and it's way more than I can explain really on this podcast right now, that I find myself now so much more easily able to gaze into his eyes mm -hmm. and to actually see his eyes in the way I used to. And that's a profound thing because it's yeah. not, that's not just a physical thing. That's a heart thing that's happened. I think that I've been profoundly changed in the way I think about myself, feel about myself and how my heart is able to actually receive his love. Cause at the end of the day, it was, it was my 
in a sense, inability to receive um, his comfort and love, his gaze upon mm. me. So that so that's a huge, huge change. That's huge, yeah. That's taken place in me, and that's one of the things that have happened. But but as I've come back into, you know, there it's very isolated. So you're walking. I'm able to go up into the hills, spend time with God. There's no distractions. There's no competing things that are happening. It's you can simply be there yeah. with Him. That's but, the beauty of it, right? But then you come home, and so here, nothing has changed in terms of what He did and how my heart is. But now I'm faced with life, yeah, the normal swirl, the things that that um, you know they're not the same as they were. But and so, how do you continue to walk in that new thing mm. that God has done? You know, and that's just one example of what he did in me. She has other things. There's something you want to share, but well, and I just think that that's applicable to many stages of life. Like, yeah. okay, we happen to have this opportunity to go for three amazing months and just you know rest in the Lord, which is it was incredible. But we all have times in our life where something changes abruptly. You know, you get married. You know, that's a new spiritual reality, yeah. and it's a new physical reality. And you have to learn how to to live in that. And, you know, even if it's something that's very desirable, like, of course, you know, I, I wanted to get married, but wow, now my life looks different. And mm. and how do you how do you figure out how to walk in that? Yeah. yeah. That can be really challenging. It can be stressful, even if it's something that is desirable. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, there's the the daily sort of life transitional things like marriage, like you're talking about. And they're just things even like if you go to a conference, there's a lot of people will go to a, you know, a big Christian conference or something and, and are looking for that, that major breakthrough to happen in their life. And I've been there, I've done that. I've received breakthroughs, but there's always the question is now that I've received that thing, wherever it is, when I've, when God's spoken to my heart or given me something, then how do I then walk it out? And I think in the church, we tend to be, I guess, depending on what your tradition is, but we tend to offer people that experience where they have an encounter with God, but then we're not really good at saying, all right, well, now that you've had it, how can we walk alongside you so that you can process it so that it can become, in a sense, part of you? So how do you, how do we help you marinate in what God has done? Because yeah. the tendency is to say the thing happens and you go, wow, that was amazing. And then you get back into your swirl, whatever that looks like. And then you forget. Yeah. Well, because it's so easy to go back to the way things always have been. Right. You know, we're people who act out of habit often and. Right. Okay. So I can just go back to doing what I did. But when God acts in our hearts and in our lives. We want that to be permanent. And it is permanent. He doesn't take away what he gives. Yeah, that's the thing. But we can not we, we can act in a way that's not cooperating with what he's done. Yeah. I think with some things, because I was just thinking back to a few years ago on New Year's, I went to a conference. Mm -hmm. And so recently I saw one of those Facebook memories. I had written about it. And I was saying one thing that God taught me in that conference. It wasn't through any teacher. It was just God speaking to me. But mm -hmm. I, he taught me that I could actually give my doubt to him. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. But it was like, because I didn't, you know, I at that point in life, I didn't feel like I was doubting his forgiveness or like doubting who he was as much. I had done that previously 
God also appeared to me then. But I, in this circumstance, it was like I would get so close to God and then I really felt like Satan would kind of come and poke something and mm. trip me up. Like he'd be like, but, you know, did was it okay for you to do this or was this against God's plan? And I would just get really tripped up in things and yeah. it was like this confusion. Like I would just get really confused and I felt like whenever I would get close to God, it was like something came into my mind that would confuse me. And then instead of being focused on God, I would just be swirling in my head and trying to figure it out. And in that conference, God showed me, hey, you can actually give me your confusion as well because – and he taught me that even if I am confused, it doesn't jeopardize my relationship with him, Mm. that I can just take the time to just be like, okay, I can figure that out later. I don't need to figure it out right now, which has always yeah. been what I thought. Oh, that's good. That's so, that's like stepping into freedom. Yeah, exactly. But I read this Facebook memory back and was really surprised because even though I'm not talking about it, or now I am, but even though I wasn't talking about it all the time, it did become my reality. Like that way of thinking has continued, even mm. though I didn't realize or give credit to it. I still feel like I do feel an ease when a confusing thought comes in my mind. I don't get compulsive about it anymore. I don't feel like I need to solve this right now mm. or I'm not going to be able to like be close to God. I can put something aside and be like, okay, I'm going to be close to God and put this to the side and know that it's not jeopardizing me and that I don't need to know right now. And so it is interesting like seeing that even though I haven't focused on it, it continued – to be a reality, but mm-hmm. in more subtle ways. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's hopeful for some of us who had big, big experiences and you know didn't feel like we could address it totally, but we still somehow invited it into our reality. Yeah, because when God gives you something like that, He spoke a word to you, you know, that settled into your heart. And I think that is encouraging to know that you know even if we're not actively doing something with it right in the moment, he's, he's still nurturing it. He's still sort of unrolling it in your life. In a sense, like the fact that you stepped away from that and you weren't trying to force it, make it something, I don't know. I just, I feel like the fact that you were able to kind of let it be what God gave you, that maybe that actually helped it grow. Maybe that was like, I think sometimes it's it's based on what he's teaching because that yeah. one was something that I have to remind myself of, you know, or it just comes to mind because things will come up and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I remember I don't have to be anxious. I can just put that to the side and I can let that take yeah. time to yeah. be untangled and I don't have to know the answer right now. And um, maybe with other things, it's not as easy to... Yeah, you know, live it out because it's not constantly brought. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think maybe it's different for different things. But I like that you said to let that take time. And I think mm-hmm. that's really a key in transition in, you know, liminal spaces to to grant yourself the time and the space to figure out what that's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of the key here and part of why I think we needed to talk about this today is that, that our, our, we're often in a position where something happens, then we try to say, okay, well, now what does this mean? How does how do I figure this out? How do I implement this? How do I do whatever that that it is I'm sensing now in my heart? But that's not really actually how God works in our lives. Because when he comes and he, he speaks life or revelation 
into our hearts, then that's, a, that's an impartation that comes. It's given. So we receive it. And we begin, it's like the eyes of our heart now are mm. open to seeing something new. And so then as our eyes are heart, our heart are open, we're now seeing things differently. So, you know, not necessarily with our physical eyes, although sometimes it can happen with our physical eyes. Some, the grass seems a little greener. Mm. <laughs> the, the sky is a little bit bluer, you know. People have had lots of experiences. Or my, as I look at my loved one, I, I just see them. They're even more beautiful than I remember. I see them differently. Things. I appreciate yeah. things more than I did. Or, but then it's it's that that time is is the reality of the more of God that's in your heart begins to take root and grow like a seed begins to grow in your heart. Then you begin, I think, over time to adjust yeah. to that new reality. However, there has to be some intentionality on your part. You can't force a seed to grow, right? But you can water it. Yeah, right. You, you can, can take care of it. You can seek the space. Yeah, you know, look for the simplicity. Look for the the, and that's something I think that we're we're navigating right now. What does that space look yeah. like? Are you taking mm. care of the soil that the seed was planted in? Right. It's God who causes all things to grow, but we have a choice. I could sit all day long and I could scroll through my phone mm. and be so disconnected and distracted from everything God is saying and doing, or I can sit and, and it doesn't have to be that I'm sitting reading my Bible 24 hours a day, but it can be, oh, well, if I, you know, God wouldn't be upset with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but. But it, but it could be just going and walking out outside. Yeah. Listening Actually, to the birds and feeling the breeze. You know, having the grass between my toes and mm. that kind of thing. <laughs> just thinking we've been talking about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we and, did a lot of barefoot walking in New well, Zealand. And that's that's part of the, the beauty of the of that time away is yeah. that we were so in touch and tune with nature and God's beauty. Yeah. And we felt closer. And everything in this world is constantly warring against us to keep us from being in that place of you know, peace and connection and quiet and yeah, and being solitude. able to receive like something yeah. greater. Right. It's, it's the world, it's a quick fix world. Right. Mm -hmm. And none of the fixes the world offers will ever satisfy yeah. or fix the problem. Well, I, I was just thinking about like when someone becomes a Christian, you know, they make that decision and you, you want to talk about something that's life changing, yeah. like stepping into transition that yeah, you don't know what the heck right. it is. I mean, it's that moment Everything in your life has changed in a sense. I mean, you know, maybe you're still in the same job, the same school, the same whatever, but your entire spiritual reality is different. Mm. And yet the church isn't often really good about walking with people through that. They'll say, oh, well, okay, here's what you have to learn. Read your Bible more. Um, attend this discipleship class, you know, whatever. And those are all fine things, but we tend to saddle people with stuff to do instead of giving them space to to step into what this new reality actually means in their life yeah. and how it looks for them because it's different for everyone yeah for you because i think there is something so i do love hearing from people who came to faith in life because i don't remember like i had certain times where i was like oh this was a step but i i can't remember a time where i didn't know god right so I am curious for you, like coming into faith later, do you see something that could have helped you in when you were saying like that you wish that 
we were more equipped to give that kind of space and to help? Like, do you feel like something would have helped? Yeah. I mean, I, I came to faith in college. Um, I was 19 and I didn't really have a lot of Christians around me. Um, so I didn't even know what Christian life was supposed to look like. And so I started seeking answers. I didn't have a church. Um, I thought, okay, I should probably get involved in a Bible study or something. I went to a Bible study and they were lovely, a lovely group of other college women, but I didn't know. I, I knew so little that the Bible that I brought was a different translation than theirs. And so I thought I was doing it wrong because, oh my goodness, the words are different. Why, why is that? I brought the wrong Bible. Oh no. And so I didn't go back, but just, I thought it was all about right and wrong because, you know, this mm. was the early nineties, you know, real emphasis on, I think that aspect of Christianity it's, you do it this way, not this way. And a little bit legalistic. And so that's all I was seeing. And so the joy and the wonder that I had in coming to experience God's love was sort of lost in all of these rules being piled on me and then thinking I was getting it wrong. I couldn't couldn't live up to these standards. Um, so it felt a little bit smothering. And and then I thought, gosh, maybe, maybe I'm not really saved. Maybe I didn't do it the right way. Like all these doubts started to come in. I'm like you, Janie, like <laughs> my thoughts get messy when doubts mm. come in and it's like, oh gosh, did I do that wrong? Is Am I not, you know, pleasing to God? It would have been better for me to, ha to be surrounded by a group of people that just were loving community. Yeah. That, um, you know, let me figure out my way and my own pace. Um, you know, and it's no fault of anyone who's around me. There wasn't anyone really. It was more just me picking up Christian books or trying different churches and trying to figure it out sort of blindly. But it, it was a number of years of just thinking that it was it was all about the rules mm. and missing out on the wonder and the love and the community. Well, that that speaks also to um, to how when we have um, deep encounters with God, sometimes we get Sometimes we don't know, like in case you became a Christian and you didn't know exactly what to do with it anyway. So you went, okay, well, I go to the Christian books. I go to, you know, listen to things on the radio or whatever it was at the time. But sometimes also there's an intentionality that, that if we're already a Christian and then we have this experience, it's like, oh, I don't want it to get lost. So then I need to now do things mm -hmm. in order to make sure I preserve that feeling that emotion that experience right, that I yeah. had instead of resting in the reality that had this happened. Yeah. And like God's not going to take this away because that's not who he is. That's not what he's like. God doesn't take away, hmm. you know, when he moves in your heart or gives you a revelation or whatever it is, but we get afraid yeah. and we think, ah, you know, I don't want to lose that. So I need to do X, Y, and Z in order to preserve. And you see this in revival movements mm -hmm. as well. Hmm. If you look yeah. through history, you know. We tend to systematize everything. We do. Yes. We do. We tend to make our, our make our heart experience of God and this we we continually push it up into our head. Yeah. We say, okay, now I need to understand what God did and then I need to preserve it and then teach it. Maybe teach it. You know, give yeah. my principles. Okay, what are the ten principles of how I experienced my heart revelation? Mm. Which of course makes no sense at all. But <laughs> maybe it's helped someone. It probably has <laughs> helped someone, but it probably also like 
maybe not the best, but it's still those kind yeah. of lists just make me. I, I see things like that, and I'm just like, oh, okay, fail, fail, right. fail. Like to me, it just it puts me right in the place of comparison, and I think, mm. yeah. yeah, that's that's not good for me. And I, I yeah, for me, it, it was not a bunch of principles that brought me into the kingdom. It was his yeah. love, and yeah. and for everyone, it's a different way of encountering that. Yeah. So I just don't think that you can make a list of, oh, make sure this happened. And, you know, like even people who will say, oh, well, Janie, you don't know the exact day that you became a Christian. And if you don't know that, well, then probably you're not I used not to feel saved. like that a little bit. Like I didn't really feel like that, but there were moments where, because mm-hmm. I don't know the exact day. I still, if I had to pick one, I really don't even know what I would pick. Mm-hmm. So I just- and that's totally fine. I like it because right. I'm like, that's my story. And I have no doubt that I'm actually a Christian. But I, right. for a bit, I was like, why, why do I feel this kind of pushback I got? But I didn't even- I've heard people say that. Yeah. Like I never doubted it, to be honest. Like I don't think I ever doubted that I was actually a Christian just because of that pushback. But it's still pushback and it's still uncomfortable and yeah. kind of mean. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I don't, like, I don't know what to tell you. you. My salvation. Yeah, I was like, but then I think even at that point, it's like, well, how do they know? Right. Like, why would yeah. why would they know better than me? Like, I'm the one feeling it. So <laughs> I don't. At a certain point, I think what that's probably one of the best. This is totally unrelated, but one of the best things I think I've learned in life mm-hmm. in my limited experience in life is that people don't know what they're talking about a lot of times because <laughs> I always thought that everyone knew more than me. And I think one of the best things I've learned is some people do know things that we can learn, but a lot of people, almost all of us don't know what we're talking about yeah, on a in, lot of things. Including and us Christians. Including, yeah. And so it's yeah, definitely. really going to God, seeking him first, and then taking people's guidance with the grain of salt and going yeah. back to God with it is like one of the Top things I've learned. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was picturing you're saying that. I was picturing this big stamp going and hitting the ground, like boom. That's a Janie fact. <laughs> I yeah. Don't know. But yeah, that's um, that's true. I mean, anytime we get into position, any one of us, where we think, or we try to have other people think that we have it all sorted out. Well, then we're not walking in humility. Yeah. So there's a problem right there. Now, usually it's the case is I think probably you all found is that when, when the places that people are most critical of you are the places that they're most insecure about themselves. Yeah. And I've certainly seen all that, that in my way. own life. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> or their I, past selves. I think that's selves, the yeah. biggest. Yeah. Because yeah. like, like, Oh, I sorted this out. Why can't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, we have to be really careful. You know, and also on this journey after things happen, it's very easy to to say, wow, this happened. God did this to me. Why can't everybody else see what I'm seeing or experience what I'm experiencing? Like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> when you, you were know? talking earlier, I actually was thinking about that. I was like, unfortunately, and this, this is not funny at all because I, it's easy to laugh at myself in the past, but it's not funny. But I, I felt like I was judgy after experiencing God in bigger ways. Yeah. Like I remember getting back from an encounter and then seeing people that were more um, lukewarm or actually, and what's crazy is how the heck did I know? Like, how did I know if they were lukewarm? I was just, right. I think I ne- I always never wanted to judge people. Like I, even looking back, I wouldn't call myself a judgmental person, yeah. but I'm ashamed to say that I can see little bits of how I, I felt like I 
I don't know if judge is the right word, but I felt like I was seeing like, oh, I don't want what they have. Like mm-hmm. I want this greater intis- intimacy that I have and that is judging, you know, whether mm-hmm. or not I felt – I didn't feel any hate towards them. I didn't feel any, you know, bad feelings towards them, but I still was deciding what they had, mm-hmm. what look was one thing and what I had was another thing. And it's it makes me so sad that I did that, even in the littlest of ways. Yeah. And I apologize to anyone who I did that to. I just – I couldn't even tell you when. Like I can't yeah. think of certain times, but I just – I can remember back and I think I did it. Like mm-hmm. I think I did do that and looked at people as if they didn't have it as – they didn't know as much as I did mm-hmm. and they didn't they didn't know God like I did. And now I'll see people do that and this is not judging them at all either. But I'll yeah. see people go through really intense experiences in faith and not you guys. Um, <laughs> just to <laughs> clarify, that's <laughs> what, not what I'm talking about. But I just have seen – um, people go through like really intense moments and then all of a sudden they're just judging every other Christian around right. them. And that's really what showed me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I've done that in little ways before. Like seeing that happen, I'm yeah. like, oh, I think I can resonate with that a little bit and I hate that. Mm-hmm. But it's just – I think it's easy to do because you're so excited. It all mm-hmm. stems from a beautiful thing. You're so excited about what God's taught you. And you want everyone you to want, have that. Yeah, and you desperately right. – and even when people try to hold on to it through logic, it's it all stems back to a beautiful thing that you're so excited that God did something right. and you cherish it so much. Mm-hmm. That's where it all stems, but we have to be careful not to let it either – flow into judging someone else or flow into, okay, I'm going to systemize this so that I never lose it and that I'm controlling it completely. Yeah. Right. Well, Jenny, I can certainly understand what you're saying because I've I've been there too. So it's yeah. not just you. I mean, I, I know right. that I have definitely stood in that place where I thought, well, why don't they get it? Like, yeah. I, I've me. figured I this out. I just had a pure <laughs> heart towards everybody in my entire life. I can, you know... Oh, man. Oh, I, we wish know that, it. I wish that was true. I mean, there, oh. was, there was a time fairly recently. I take it back. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy. I, well, I'm just going to say that there was a time fairly recently where I I remember just having this thought about, you know, something that I, I knew to be, you know, something God had shown me. And mm-hmm. I thought, why, why aren't they seeing it? And, and then it was like, I was just convicted that in that moment, I was I was kind of like the Pharisee in Luke 18, mm-hmm. where it says the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like <laughs> other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, right, right, or right. even like this tax right, collector. Yeah. It's so easy to fall into that place yeah. where you're like, okay, well, I've got it now. Mm-hmm. And mm, too bad for them that they don't. Right. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not a good place to stand. Yeah. It's just, just something to consider. It's like when you feel God bringing you into something new and showing you something yeah. new, it is important to be diligent about how you're judging other people right. and how you're judging your past self also. Right. And well, one of the things that I, a, a piece of advice that I shared with some of the people at the Inheriting the Nation School, because I mean, this was our second time there. We were on the staff team um, and we just, we had been participants the first time. And so people were asking, well, what's it like to, to leave this place, you know, after three months hoping you know, hopefully having received something from God and to go back to your quote unquote regular life. And my one piece of advice was don't expect everyone else to understand. Mm. They can't. 
Right. You know, there may be some nuggets that God puts on your heart to share with people and it will resonate with them. And, you know, maybe they'll decide to seek, you know, an experience like going to INS or, or whatever, you know, personal retreat, whatever that is. But more, more often than not, it's not going to mean anything to them because it was your own heart experience. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't get the reaction you hope for, don't judge them. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I mean, the judging is just another form of trying to hold on yeah. with your own humanness to what happened. And it's just so easy. So, I mean, why did Jesus talk about not judging? Why did he yeah. talk about love so much? Because he knew that we would struggle with it so incredibly deeply. And I, I just um, – I just think I think I think I can sum up some of what we've just been talking about. <laughs> it's funny with these podcasts because we, we have an idea. We start – and then we just talk. <laughs> we, see what, we see what comes of it. So I hope that that you all are listening. I hope this is enjoyable. Hope it's at all helpful. Yeah. <laughs> hope you. it's at all like you know, like a conversation you can relate to. Yeah. I mean, we don't have we don't have you know detailed notes that are in front we, of us. We We're try not, not scripts, to systematize. You know? <laughs> we right. try not to overly structure our conversation because we really do want to invite you know, the Holy Spirit into, into the conversation yeah. and, and see where it goes. So, you know, we do hope that, that some of what we've shared has been a blessing. Yeah, definitely. So I think, and you can, you can you definitely jump in that when, you know, Shay and I were on this incredible island and we had this experience that we're now in a place where we're wrestling with, all right, now what does this look like? Now that God has done this in our hearts, what does it look like to live this out? You know, and how to how to transition and transition well. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the things that we talked about that are key is number one, it's not really about trying to do it right. ourselves. It's like when something happens to you, it's not then it, you don't need to try to figure it out. You don't need to systematize mm -hmm. or you know, force it or, or force strive it. to make it strive. happen. Yeah. yeah. Just allowing God to marinate what he's done, allowing him to water that work that he's done. Just let God do and make, yeah. um, solidify what he's right. done in your heart. Give yourself plenty of space, time, Yeah, because mm -hmm. growth is a process and it yeah. doesn't look the same for everyone. No. And then, you know, as the process, and if you've received a significant, you know, revelation or impartation in your life, then the care also of, of making sure that in the amazing thing that you've received, not to, to look at other people from the, it's very easy to jump mm -hmm. into the lens, as we said, of, of saying, wow, I've received this. Why can't that person see it? Yeah. Or why? To, so you move into judgment. Yeah. To, but to always, you know, just, you know, if, if you step into that, you know, we're all human, God mm -hmm. knows, and he forgives us, but yeah. to, to be aware and to just step back into that. I don't know, for me, like <laughs> lately, I'm just like, go low, go low, <laughs> yeah. go low. Yeah. Yeah. Because God loves us, mm -hmm. so and we'll deeply. never know everything. Yeah. No, we'll never know anything. Yeah, and also I think that's the other point is that you may have received something really significant, like we have, but there's always more. Yeah, there's always more, and so you never have reached a place um, where there's no more of God. Yeah, and I know? do think there's something beautiful if you're at that place where you're in having a hard time not wanting it for other people. Yeah. There is something beautiful to that as well. Like you love those people yeah. and you mm -hmm. love the what God's taught you. And so looking at it through that lens of 
wow, God, thank you so much for teaching me this. I really want this for other people, but keep me humble. Like keep yeah. me in a place where I'm not yeah. criticizing them, but just wanting them to see your love yeah. in this way. And recognizing that within the body, we all have things that we can share yeah. with each other, mm-hmm. whatever our journey has looked like. Yeah, I mean, scripture is very you know, clear about that. Yeah. Paul writes about all of us are you know, critical parts of the body mm-hmm. that one can't do without the other. So we're all growing. We're all, you know, the ultimate goal in Ephesians, Paul talks about building one another up in love. Yeah. You know, God is constantly building all of us up in love. But then in the love that we receive, we then build one another up. Yeah. And just in love. And having grace for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so key. So we, um, we're excited to see what God is going to, to bring out of what he's done in Shays and my hearts. Yeah. We're trying to be intentional about leaving space mm-hmm. to process what we've been walking through. But we're also really excited to see what, and we, I guess we can't necessarily see it. We're on a podcast here, but it's what God's <laughs> doing in your lives. But what we want for you is that whatever God has been teaching you and showing you and sowing in your heart will marinate, will grow, will become everything that God has intended it to be mm-hmm. so that you can live in the fullness and the joy of who you have been created to be. Yeah. Because you were loved and you were loved and you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it. You're loved. Mm. And that love transforms naturally by its nature. It's a substance and it transforms us. So the more love he puts into your heart, the more you become like him and are changed. And that may Mm. lead into what you want to read right now. Yeah. I just would love to pray one of my all-time favorite prayers, um, which is Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3. Mm. And I'd like to Pray it for for all of us. We may have done this before, but we'll do it again and again. But it it never gets old. (laughs) Love it. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, Mm. may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, Mm -hmm. that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Or, or amen, if that's your tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a, I just love that prayer. I, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that is everything mm. right it's, there. It's so Trinitarian. You got father, yeah. son, Holy spirit in there. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> and we pray that for you all, but you know, the whole gospel is about the heart. It's about God calling his kids home. It's about his, um, opening the eyes of our hearts how, so we can receive uh, and see so that we can live uh, in the reality that is ours now that we are actually part of this family, that we are now, um, from now, from the moment you're saved to the moment 
well, there is no moment ultimately because you're just you're just with the Father forever, and so our hearts just get filled more and more and more with His love. So that's our prayer for you. It's our prayer for us that you will know in your hearts just how much you are loved, how incredible God's love is in overall, and the fact that you have a place mm-hmm. that you are never outside of His love. So bless you as you start this new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And walk in love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it for now. I guess we'll talk to you all next time. We're back in the saddle again. So we'll um we'll be praying about some things that that we'll want to talk about. We'd love to hear from you guys too. If you ever wanted to email us, you can email us at info at loveinsideout.org. You can let us know things that you're thinking about Mm -hmm. we want to hear what you're learning and also if you want to give us a review we'd love that as well we can see that too yeah give us a rating leave us a review that'll really help and we appreciate it all right god bless everyone till next time you've been listening to the what if we loved podcast if you enjoyed this episode we'd love for you to subscribe and also leave us a rating It really helps us get the word out there. For more information about our ministry, Love Inside Out, please visit our website at loveinsideout.org. Thanks for listening.